Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody, and a happy Brewers Outlet Friday to you and another football Friday here on the Steve Jones Show. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And every football Friday, every Friday, but especially a football Friday, brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Water, soda, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And six great flavors of slushies as well. Make sure you stock up for another big football weekend coming up. And, of course, Thanksgiving for your small in-household gatherings. You still want to stock up, of course, and maybe do some virtual cheers with your family and friends. Head over to Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket another loaded day coming up here for the steve jones show today we're oh, you're to- all upset because you got you, you got james winston on your fantasy team and not Taysom hill i know i know i know uh, how you no, are no right? i would not have any of them on my fantasy team and you know what new orleans made the right call new orleans made the right call yes because they they invest all this money in Taysom hill time to put their money where their mouth is and give him a shot, because well, you after well, everything that Jameis Winston has done, I, you can't tell me he gives him a better shot than more than what than what a limited Taysom Hill can do. I'm just saying. This is about trust, guys. Okay, this tells you a lot about Teddy Bridgewater. Same spot last year. They liked what they saw and trusted Teddy Bridgewater, and there you he go. rewarded and he rewarded that trust. This year tells me they're only going to start the person they trust the most or it might be a case of whom they trust the least all right and that's they obviously trust Taysom Hill more well, like better for the that. money that they're giving them <laughs> has nothing to do with money you can't you can't you can't play that game you play that game that's the wrong game to play okay that's not that's not how coaching operates Coaching co- coaching operates on trust. Coaching does not operate on how much money we pay in the dude. It's not how coaching operates. It's it's all about okay. I need to win this game this week. Who do I trust the most to get me there? Right now, they trust him more than James Winston. I mean, money means nothing to the coach. 
money means something to the general manager, but not the coach. You know, I mean, if you start making decisions based on, well, we're paying them a ton, we better play them. Well, guess what? Over time, there have been guys that have been made a lot of money that ended up not playing. You're like, well, they paid them all this money, what a waste, blah, 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 blah. That's because they didn't win the trust of the coach. This is a guy that's been in their system, knows their system. He's going to start. Now, meanwhile, your team catches the COVID break with Miles Garrett being out. Yeah, it's been an active week for both teams. But yeah, that's, that's a huge break for the Eagles. Oh, you're still going to lose by 10. Yes. <laughs> Except they may score more points, but they're still probably going to lose the game. Yeah. I have to tell the Iowa people here that you sent me something. I did, yes. Yeah. I, I don't get this. I've done already this week for Iowa. I did Kirk Ferentz's show on Tuesday night. Then yesterday, you know, this guy is obviously he's there at the flagship station. But, you know... Rob Brooks is their sideline reporter. Now Rob's going to be here. I don't. I don't know if he's allowed to be on the sideline or not. Uh, but I yesterday morning I did a fifteen minute preview for the Iowa Network pregame show. And then this guy's like, "Oh, you know, how much more do you want me to do? <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't do any more for you. At some point, I got to do my own broadcast." Uh, <laughs> So it's called Bumper Brigade. You can be with us at Saturday at twelve fifty five. Like we're in the air too. No. <laughs> Already doing something else anyway, so <sighs> I mean I don't blame people for asking, because you know me, I say yes. What do you think the yes is at least their minimum ninety five percent? Always. Yeah. I I can not I Number one, I actually am committed to doing something between 12.30 and one fifteen anyway, so I can't do it. But I'm thinking to myself, for the Iowa people, I've already done your coach show, and I've already done your pregame show. I don't know how much more I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I'm trying here. You know, that's what happens when you're the alleged voice of something. <laughs> yes. Uh, in the world of I don't get it. All right, so you know, it's like so somebody sent me an email complaining about who we had on the post game show Saturday. Robert having the kicker on. All right under the category of, do you know how this works? <laughs> do you have any idea what you're talking about? Just for his knowledge and for yours, we request who we want. And we always request one offensive player, one defensive player. But it doesn't mean that's what we get. Because obviously we're not down there. And so we requested Will Levis and P.J. Mustafer. 
Well, down there, the decision was made that we get Jake Penninger. Okay, you roll with what you get. <laughs> I guess it's a disgrace. What's in there going? Okay, you don't know how things work. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you here, but you don't. Um, so, oh well. It's kind of com- I, I always find that stuff comical. I don't know about you, but I do. I sit there and go, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's see. So Taysom Hill's going to start. You think it's because of the money? Uh, well, not necessarily yeah. that and, per and, se, and like, but and, and and like an idiot, I gave you a a football answer. <laughs> no, not least not even from a football standpoint, I would trust him over Jameis Winston right now, and that's and I found the signing of him curious when. New Orleans made at the time. You're talking about, am I going to start a turnover machine versus a guy that I know that can play any role possible and do a a halfway decent job on it? Does he still have some limitations? Yeah, he does. He's the gadget player for a reason. But Mm -hmm. I I have way more trust in him than I do with a guy who had 30 interceptions plus the year before. Then there's this story. Pitt and Virginia Tech. Now, Andrea Adelson's a, a good reporter. Will wear face coverings on the field as well as on the sidelines Saturday in accordance with Pennsylvania's new coronavirus safety guidelines. I thought Section 6 of that guideline um, allowed them to play without them. Well, that's what everybody thought, too. But the Steelers, this is according to Ali Berube from ABC 27, does a great job down there in Harrisburg. The Steelers had sent a request about that to the State Department of Health, and they got denied and said they have to wear it. What the heck is she talking about? Unless the and then I guess it got referred to the the medical condition exemption or anything like that. How about breathing? Hence why you've got the hullabaloo here. It's unclear how the new mask policy will be enforced in the game. What the heck? I mean, does that mean Penn State and Iowa have to wear them? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like Penn State, the Steelers, or the Eagles, and their opponents will have to wear face coverings while competing on the field. After, after the Steelers got denied yesterday, that's what it sounds like. But it's still not really totally clear because the PIAA for high school also asked about that same exemption, and they haven't gotten back to, the, to them yet as, as of this afternoon from what I've seen. So the no high school offense. athletes may have to deal with this too. No offense, this, that hasn't been an issue. I mean, what game has have you come out of the game where both teams ended up? That hasn't happened yet. They're out doing uh, whatever. I'm not going to sit there and, and argue with with this person. Um, it doesn't get me anywhere or do any good. So, um, I, I don't see. I don't see. I personally don't see the logic in it. 
Well, don't see the logic in it. Oh, well, I don't know. I, 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 you know. I mean, I know we wear them to go in. We wear them in the booth before we start. And then, you know, the windows are open. Then after that, we go. Then we got plexiglass in between each other. And they've got the booth rigged up pretty good with the plexiglass in between. I don't know. Now, I will say this about Penn State. When they, when they do practice... There are some times where some of the players, not all, some of the players in practice do wear masks. And when they do, and then when they have a walkthrough, for example, they had a walkthrough yesterday, and they had what they, I'm trying to remember what the heck's the term he uses. It's like, you know, it's like the, their speed walkthrough, which is today. They all wear masks then. So the walkthrough last night, everybody had a mask on. The speed walk through today, everybody will have a mask on, which I think is starting about now anyway. And then during practice, some of the players during practice do wear them. I, I mean, does this mean playing basketball next week? They have to wear masks on the court? Yep, and wrestling. Now, to also put some perspective into this, too, Steve, the um, for the gym rule, gym, you're also, if you're working out at a gym, it also sounds like you would have to keep your mask on as well when you're working yeah, out. That, okay. Well, at least the gym would still be open. Right. Um, but just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens between now and tomorrow. Because there could be something between now and tomorrow. The way this week's gone? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, so far, it's it's been really been amazing. When you look at competitive sports, let's let's take Penn State Maryland as an example. Penn State played Maryland. Now, obviously, Maryland has not played since they played Penn State, and they will not play again tomorrow against in what was supposed to be a game with Michigan State. Thankfully, knock on wood, it didn't affect Penn State. I don't know why I can't answer it, but it didn't. Now. Just got to roll with what you got to roll with, I guess. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, just got to roll with the other roll with. At least they're playing, but I don't want to get us into the at least you're playing deal, as I said yesterday. I don't, I don't want to get into that. The at least, well, at least you're playing. Where now you're you're sacrificing stuff. We look back and say, why are we sacrificing this? But. I would like to have the logic of it explained to me. How about that? 
because so far I've been doing competitive games, and Penn State and Indiana played. Both teams came out okay. Penn State played Ohio State. Both teams came out okay. Penn State played Maryland. One team didn't come out okay. The other one did. Then Penn State went out and played last week in Nebraska. Both teams came out okay. Iowa's been the same thing. They've played four games. Every every game they've played in, their opponent, they've come out okay. I'll give you one, Illinois. Illinois played Wisconsin. We know Wisconsin had an outbreak. Illinois came out okay. They played in the same game as Wisconsin. They came out okay. Obviously, it doesn't mean it won't, but I'm just saying so far, that's actually the way it's played out. I'm just, I mean, that's just a factual statement. That's not a commentary. It's just, I mean, that's fact to this point. Does it mean it stays? I don't know. Purdue plays Minnesota tonight, 730. That's on BTN, Syracuse and Louisville. 7 o'clock ESPN, UMass and Florida Atlantic tonight. And New Mexico plays Air Force tonight. And Taysom Hill starting a quarterback, much to the chagrin of Matt Catrillo. Yeah. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Uh, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every. Day and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Also, the six great flavors of slushies. Stock up for the weekend. Sounds like they prefer you to be indoors anyway, so stock up now. I mean, like, really stock up. It's Thanksgiving's next week. Stock up. Just load up the car and tell everybody you got it at Brewers Outlet. It'll make everybody happy. Especially you. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, very quickly before we get to Chad Lysicki with the Des Moines Register. And then the Ross Dellinger in the next, next half hour from Sports Illustrated. Penn State put out this statement. As has been the case throughout the pandemic, the health, safety, and well-being of our student-athletes and staff is paramount. The governor's new orders include limited exceptions for competition to be played without face coverings in the context of rigorous and stringent university and Big Ten testing, health, and safety protocols. All other game day personnel have been required to wear a mask and will continue to enforce this guideline at our events. So Penn State and Iowa will not have to because they do daily testing, including testing the day of the game. That's what it sounds like to me. So that that, that reads the way you think, well, Matt, that's, a, that's how I read it. Because of the daily testing and the protocols, they the door is open for them to play without masks on the field. Exactly, which also means... Eagles and Steelers and their opponents would be good to go as well because of the stringent NFL daily testing, too. 
Right. Which is also on I, game day. Which, by the way, I do not know what the AC's, ACC's protocols happen to be. I don't know that. Okay? So I don't know what kind of testing they do, if it's three times a week, is it daily? I don't know. But the daily antigen test that the Big Ten does is in play, obviously, for both teams. That's why they, they don't want – they have not wanted um, non-conference games. Now, the Pac-12 approved it this week, but the Big Ten has wanted to stay away from non-conference games. So since they they made that decision, I mean, since they're staying, they're going strictly with conference games, um, and both have the same testing regimen. It sounds like that's one of the keys to doing this. All right, let's bring in uh, Chad now. Chad, welcome. Great to have you with us. Uh, trying to figure out where you are right now. Chad, welcome. Yeah, I always enjoyed talking to you. The Iowa Penn State, you know, plays every year now, so it's fun to. Uh, it's kind of like a rivalry. Yeah, it's yeah. In some ways, it really is. Um, where are you right now? Have you made it here? Are you still? Are you in dry dock? Where are you? You caught me at O'Hare Airport, so I'm between flights right now. So, yeah. but good. so far, so good. I was just standing there on Sunday, Chad. <laughs> you're probably you're probably at uh, in uh, F concourse. I, you're exactly right. Yes, yep, you know you know it. <laughs> All right, so they lost the first couple, but now they bounced back. And but the bounce back, you got you got to beat teams, but they beat Michigan State and they beat Minnesota. So what is the personality of this Iowa team this year with uh, Petrus at quarterback? Yeah, the the first two games, uh, Steve, they were trying to find that. Uh, they let him throw the ball way too much. He threw the ball 89 times in Iowa's first two games. Uh, and the run game had, you know, was working pretty well. And then the, the last two games, they've just really zeroed in on that run game Uh when I think 226 against Michigan State, 235 against Minnesota, yeah. uh, really just rolled up, you know, hefty yards per carry, and just took a lot of a lot off Petrus' shoulders. So, uh, and, and the defense has been fantastic. Um, so, but offensively, you know, as you ask, I mean, it, it this is the Iowa is trying to now be kind of a run first team, but it's not the it's not necessarily the power runners that you've seen in the past maybe prior uh they've got more athletes in the backfield now tyler goodson uh in particular he, he's a really yeah. really good true sophomore from georgia goodson has really great jump yeah i mean he really does sergeant i like i think sergeant's a good college football player something about goodson though where i feel like he's got a different gear than sergeant does would that be fair yeah, he. I mean, Goodson honestly is what Iowa's been missing for like the last decade uh, in the running game. He just hits the hole hard, uh, gets through there, and also has some elusiveness. And he's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. So, yeah. um, you know, that's uh, that. He, when he made the move to the starting lineup last year, Iowa finished the season four and zero. You know, beat Minnesota. You know, crushed USC in the bowl game. So, I mean, really, since he's transitioned to the starting running back, they've been they've been pretty solid offensively. Uh, I want to get to the defensive part uh, of this. They've got 11 consecutive games with an interception. Now, it's one thing to talk about the secondary, but how? what kind of role has the pass rush played in that, and what kind of role has 
experience at linebacker meant because you got to throw over those guys to make plays. Yeah, it's you know Iowa just plays kind of its team defense. That's kind of what they always do. Um, and you, you make a, a great point there because the pass rush was something I did not really think Iowa was going to be very strong at this year with, after losing uh, AJ Epinesa, you know, to the Buffalo Bills <clears throat> and to other uh, starting defensive linemen. They've they've found a couple really good ones. Uh, Davion Nixon's probably the one you want to watch. He's number fifty four. He's a defensive tackle, but he he rushes like a defensive end from the inside. I mean, he's he's been fantastic and then they picked up a grad transfer uh jack heflin from northern illinois uh, who's just really really solid in there um the, so they're not racking up um you know huge sack numbers but they're getting enough pressure where they only have to rush four and uh you know their their dbs are almost always good and um uh you're right the, the interception streak is pretty amazing 11 in a row and i believe it's 13 years in a row now at a pick six so wow uh i'll say this Kerner is the kind of player when I watch him at safety, I feel like I'm watching a really good center fielder. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's got picks in three straight games. Whew, something else. All right, so now let's get to Petrus at quarterback. This will be a different look for everybody compared to after seeing Nathan Stanley the last three years. So, what does he bring to the table that you like, and what are a couple of areas where people miss Nathan Stanley? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what you like about Spencer is that he's. He's got good leadership skills. Um, you know, they, they, the guys in the locker room have really uh, rallied around him. He's a likable guy. Uh, you can see that on the field. He's got a good energy about him, whereas Stanley, you know, maybe is very, very laid back and very quiet. Uh, I would say stoic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's got a, he's got a little more, uh, I guess, just personality uh, to his game. But but certainly, he's a long ways from from being uh, Nate Stanley at this point. He's he's really struggled in the second half. He's been a much better uh, first-half quarterback than he has been in the second half. So that's something to watch on Saturday. I know Penn State's been more of a second-half team. Um, you know, uh, you know, Penn State somehow gets, and I, don't, I say somehow, just because they haven't done it lately, gets ahead early. I mean, I, I, Petrus has not been a good comeback quarterback thus far. That would be his weakness. So in other words, the, if you can you need to put it on his shoulders. I mean, if you're yeah. the opponent, you need to put it on his shoulders. I mean, when he's in yeah. front, though, he's a different guy, right? Yeah. The only time, the only time he really, you know, had some had had a rough time in front was against Northwestern, and that was a huge loss. I mean, they, he threw three second half interceptions in that game. Uh, again, Iowa made him. Th- Iowa's offensive coordinator had him throw 50 times in that game, which is just silly. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that. That wasn't probably fair to him um, in that game, and so he ended up throwing three interceptions. Two were off tip balls, you know, off his own tight end's hands. Yeah. So he, he's had some bad luck in there too. But uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a breakthrough game one of these weeks because because they've talked him up so much, and the players have too. It's just a matter of when it comes, and I think it needs to come Saturday, honestly, because I think Penn State's going to be um, yeah uh, backs against the wall here. Uh, and the, which brings me to the next part. What kind of mobility does Petrus bring to the table? Because Nathan, Nate Stanley hung in there on mobility. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nate did not move around much. And Spencer uh, does not really move much either. But he's he's more inclined to get you know, to his detriment at this point. He gets rid of the ball 
probably quicker than he needs to. So he, ha- he hasn't taken – he's only taken three sacks this year, two of them right. for one yard. So um, he he's getting rid of the ball quickly, so he's not giving himself a lot of time to scramble. So I, I think he's going to – you know, I think he's going to be blitzed a lot on Saturday, and it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. Iowa's had a very tough off season with everything yep. that, that has happened. How – in any way has that affected the current team and how do you feel it's affected Kirk Ferentz? Yeah, you know, uh, with Kirk, it's got to affect him. I mean, he's being sued now uh, yeah. along with uh, Gary Barta and the university, um, you know, and his son's part of this lawsuit as well right. uh, by 13 former players. And a lot of them are recent too, a lot, you know, including Akram Wadley, who was a, you know, you'll, you may remember him from the 2017 sure. game where he had a, fantastic game against Penn State in that thriller. Um, yes, he did. And uh, so it's it's got a way on him. There's no no way it wouldn't. And you can kind of, I mean, we only get to talk to him on Zoom now, but uh, you can kind of see it. You can see he's aged a little bit, you know, just to me. Uh, you can, uh, you know it affects him. But as far as the team itself, I, you know, uh, the guys that I've talked to both on and off the record, um, you know, Positive, very positive reviews of, w- of what's going on, you know, in the locker room. Uh, you know, uh, voices are being more heard. Um, you know, the, uh, a lot more uh, uh, black players are in leadership positions, which is a good thing, I think, for this team. And uh, you know, they seem to have a pretty good culture between them. It's a very young team, and so they've they've got a real positive attitude about it all. Well, it's amazing. The younger players always have resiliency. You know, it always yeah. seems to be. But, Chad, the other point about this um, in terms of affecting the team, you talk about the coaching staff being affected, and the players, of course, get to be asked about it. But yeah. it sounds like they put a lot of, quote, changes in place after the original suit was was put into play. Is that true? Yeah, the, well, uh, once the the complaints, I guess, came out in, the, in June, um, you know, it was about five dozen uh, former players, um, you know, voiced, expressed, uh, you know, Mistreatment, uh, discrimination, whatnot, um, and um, you know they've made some changes. Obviously, Chris Doyle uh, being removed is the biggest one. Right. Yes, <laughs> um, you know, and that's uh, that. I think has uh, again, uh, this is quoting uh, players. Has kind of uh, you know, uh, it's kind of uh, open communication lines around the building. You know, okay. I think uh, you know, he, uh, for better or for worse, you know, that the re- his reputation was that. You know, he kind of ran the weight room his way, and and um, you know, obviously, uh, produced some pretty good on-field results and NFL players, but also, um, you know, the the culture was, you know, broken. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Well, the other changes would be, you know, they can, you know, this was kind of actually started last year actually because uh, stuff was starting to uh, be voiced, but uh, allowing like rap music in the building, uh-huh. allowing earrings to be worn, uh, could actually wear hats in the building. Right. Uh, those were kind of some changes they made. And then now, obviously, the I think the most visible change you see, uh, you know, is Iowa has players kneeling for the anthem, and that's something Kirk Ferentz, you know, absolutely was against uh, three, four years ago, uh, you know, steadfastly in press conferences. So uh, he, that that's changed a lot, too. What's been your thought on watching Penn State from the outside, Chad? Uh, yeah, the uh, just just waiting for it to click. Um, I'm, I'm uh, I feel bad for Penn State that they've lost two running backs. That is a, a, a tough situation there, and obviously, you know, Parsons didn't didn't come back 
um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just dumbfounded because I'm looking at the numbers. I think if you take out the Ohio State game, I don't have the numbers exact numbers in front of me, but I think if you take that game out, Penn State's uh, got like 87 to 49 advantage in first downs, and yeah. the average yards are like 474 to 303 in their favor. And <laughs> so you know, it's there's it's just a disconnect, and and you, it's got to click one of these weeks. And to me. I think Penn State, if they win this game, they go. They can finish four and four pretty easily against uh, you know uh, a beatable Michigan team next week, and then Rutgers and uh, Michigan State. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in that order, but those are the last two games winnable. And uh, so I, I think there's Penn State still playing for something. I would assume. I would assume. And Franklin yeah. seems like a guy that's good, that's not going to let these guys get down in the dumps. Uh, agree with the assessment across the board. Uh, Chad, thanks so much. Safe trip in. Uh, yeah. J- just so you know, it's a beautiful, calm day here. I was a part of a trip on Sunday. They had two landing attempts. I think you'll only need one. <laughs> that sounds good. I've been checking the weather. It does look pretty nice there. So yeah. Thank you. You're in good shape. Hey, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thanks, Chad. Yep, yep, yep. I'll be there. Thanks. Chad Sticky from the Des Moines Register. It's a calm day here today, as opposed to the 60-mile-per-hour gust. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's why we didn't get – I mean, we were too high. I, I went through the whole thing. I was like, duck? All right. <laughs> Let's just, why don't you pull up and we'll try again? Those two, those two pilots, by the way, did a heck of a job, by the way, getting us in on Sunday with all that wind. All right, we'll take a break. Oh, it's Thanksgiving week coming up. Brewers Outlet's the place to go. Reagan Street in Sunbury here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage. Today, as Penn State gets ready to take on Iowa tomorrow, that will be a 3.30 run beginning at 2 o'clock. And uh, go from there. Um, uh, Jack Cam and I will have the broadcast for you. Roger Corey with us in the pregame. Bob Taylor, of course, running the show. Matt's got a game. Is is your game tonight, Matt? Or is it tomorrow? It is tomorrow. tomorrow your, your game's tomorrow. Why am I missing in Danville tomorrow? Yep. And that will be on? SEC V8. Uh, okay. Great. For those of you who got service electric cable. So tell me a little bit about uh, Danville for a moment. Because uh, obviously I don't get a chance to see these teams play. So what's allowed them to advance this far, and what makes them a possibility of getting further? Quarterback play and offense definitely leading the way. The other defenses had an underrated year. K.J. Riley, the junior, has had an incredible year passing the ball, as he did last year. They have a ton of weapons offensively. They have been, they're one of the better high school teams in throwing the ball downfield, averaging 38 mm-hmm. points a game. Coming in, him and Carson Persing, who's a freshman this year, 
his brother Peyton had a good connection with K.J. Riley, and now his younger brother stepping things up. He had a couple big catches in the district championship win against Montoursville. He had a good game in the state playoff win last week. But this is going to be their toughest test. Wyoming is oh, probably one of the I best defenses. <laughs> Yeah. When you advance this far, I would hope yes. so. <laughs> uh, Why Missing's definitely got the best defense that I that they'll that they'll face all year. Really good linebacking core, um, and they, and not, and they have a lot of skill offensively too. So it should be an interesting matchup tomorrow. Very interesting. What time's that game? One o'clock. We're on the air at twelve thirty. Okay, great. Sounds like a fabulous matchup. You'll do a great job on the sideline. So that's. That's terrific. That'll be tomorrow. I heard one of the biggest improvements in Danville. I guess has been in the stands. I guess a few, <laughs> I guess a few years ago they had a heckler up there, and they finally, you know, graduated the, the youngster, and heckler left. I I don't know if that's true or not. That's what my sources have told me. I'm not surprised. <laughs> But we'll stay away from that on the broadcast tomorrow. Well, yeah, I would hope so, too, because, I mean, I, when I talked to him, the same guy thought the earth was flat. I was like, what? Like Russell Westbrook? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie Irving, right, yeah. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> it's funny how you say one thing and it sticks with you. I remember last year, right about this time, you know, Thanksgiving week, Penn State played in the Barkley Center. So they practiced in the Brooklyn Nets uh, practice facility. And you're walking by and you see Kyrie Irving's jersey and the whole thing as you're walking into the into the practice gym. <laughs> and all I can think of is he thinks the earth's flat. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> Like, oh. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills, second to none.